Welcome to Insight into Teaching Intro Psychology, a McGraw-Hill informative audio series. These podcasts feature subject matter experts, instructors, and authors discussing psychology-related topics in higher education. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Insight into Teaching Psychology podcast. Today's bonus episode is a follow-up to the recent Assessment in Psychology episode. We were joined by Pat O'Brien from the New England Commission of Higher Education to discuss assessment and accreditation from the regional level from where she sits. So without further ado, our bonus episode on assessment in psychology. So we've spent the last couple of minutes talking about assessment from the perspective of the psychology department, but I want to zoom us out a little bit. And I mentioned earlier that we are joined by Pat O'Brien from the New England Commission of Higher Education to talk about accreditation and assessment from her perspective. Would you like a moment to introduce yourself? Thanks so much, AJ. My name is Pat O'Brien, and I work for the New England Commission of Higher Education, NECI. I'm the senior vice president there, and I work with both commissioners and institutions on their accreditation. Great. Well, why don't we jump in? You mentioned earlier that you're from the New England Commission of Higher Education. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the organization and what you guys are doing? Certainly, happy to do so. Uh, The New England Commission of Higher Education is one of seven regional accreditors here in the United States. Uh, Totally, all of those accreditors together accredit over 3,000 institutions of higher education. We're responsible for colleges and universities in New England, and the commission accredits approximately 230 institutions. I mentioned that we're a regional accreditor, and that is to say that we accredit the whole institution unlike some other types of accreditors, specialized accreditors, that would just look at a particular program, like nursing or medicine, occupational therapy or law or social work. Regional accreditation looks at the entire institution um, against a set of standards, if you will. When we look at assessment of student learning through regional accreditation lens, we tend to think of it on three different levels, the course level, the program level, and the institutional level. And again, that differs a little bit from programmatic accreditation that would certainly look at the first two of those levels, but through regional accreditation, we widen the scope a little bit and look at institutional outcomes as well. Great. So you started to hit on exactly where I wanted to take this, which is, you know, as you guys, um, you know, you're the commissioner of standards and expectations, what is it that you're explicitly looking for as you're partnering with different institutions and and colleges and universities? Certainly. So the Commission has established a set of standards here in New England. One of those standards is called educational effectiveness, and that's the standard that focuses in most explicitly on the assessment of student learning. So the Commission expects that institutions will develop mission-appropriate student learning outcomes. And I use that phrase very deliberately, mission appropriate, because this commission and indeed all the regional commissions accredit a wide range of institutions, a tremendous diversity in terms of institutional type, 
size, location, mission. So a one-size-all approach is not going to work here when it comes to the assessment of student learning. The Commission expects that the institution will be thoughtful about its approach to student learning, that it will establish those mission-appropriate outcomes, uh, develop some measures through which student achievement of those outcomes can be ascertained, and then use all of those good data about assessment for its ongoing improvement. This might be a good point to remind everyone that there are really two purposes of accreditation. One is what we sometimes think of as, as a regulatory purpose to assure the equality, to, to assure equality, to make sure that those standards are being met. But an equally important purpose is to foster the ongoing improvement of the institution. And so it is with the Commission's expectations when it comes to the assessment of student learning that those assessment results will be used effectively for the ongoing improvement of the institution. You mentioned that you take a, a one-size-does-not-fit-all type of approach, and I'm wondering if you could dive into that a little bit deeper. Happy to. And one size doesn't fit all, again, because of the tremendous diversity of institutions. So the Commission looks for each institution to develop a, a set of outcomes appropriate to its mission that spans a variety of quantitative, qualitative, and even anecdotal approaches to understanding student learning. Quantitative measures such as retention and graduation rates, qualitative measures such as the results of focus groups, e-portfolios, but even anecdotal evidence, a few good stories about student learning, student achievement, can really contribute a wonderful dimension to an accreditation report. The Commission expects that there will be a combination of both direct and indirect measures. Uh, it's wonderful for institutions to survey their students and get a sense of how well students think they're doing, for example, on public speaking. Even better is when an institution has an opportunity for students to speak in public and to be reviewed uh, by uh, either peers or by referees, if you will. So again, that notion of collecting the data analyzing it. We sometimes say turning data into information that other members of the campus community can use, can understand and use for improvement. There's also language in the Commission standards about incorporating an external perspective into program review and the assessment of student learning. That as wonderful as internally grown measures are or as terrific as conversations around the campus community can be, incorporating folks from the outside, validating those outcomes through an external perspective is a critical part of this process. So taking into account everything that you shared with us so far, I want to tie it back a little bit to our audience in the psychology department and ask you what are some of the things that they can be doing to make their lives easier in terms of assessment and accreditation? Great question. And I think the first thing I would say is try not to make assessment yet one more task that has to be done. In my experience, faculty care deeply about their students and how well their students are learning. My hunch is that everyone listening to this podcast is already doing a lot when it comes to the assessment of student learning. Rather than viewing that accreditation review as yet another report that we have to write for someone else, focus on the ways in which you're living assessment every day and then become more explicit about it. That's probably the extra step 
that you'll need to take when it comes to uh, preparing a report about your assessment work for accreditation is becoming explicit about what you already do. I think another way, a uh, marvelous way uh, to quote unquote make your lives easier when it comes to meeting accreditors' expectations with regard to assessment is to get involved in assessment activities. Sign up uh, to be an evaluator with your regional accreditor. No better way uh, to get good insight into what you're doing than to go and see how someone else does it. As a member of accreditation team, you get to go to another campus for three, three and a half days. You get to read their self-study. You get to look under their hood, if you will, and learn about all of the good things that they're doing, lots of good ideas to bring back confidentially, of course, to your own campus. I think that's some great advice, Pat. And uh, before we let you go, I do want to offer you an opportunity to share any parting thoughts that you might have. One parting thought that I will share is uh, to let you in on what is the Commission's favorite adjective, and that is candid. When you write reports for the Commission, please make them an honest assessment of what you're doing well and where you need to improve. Remember those two purposes of accreditation, assuring quality and fostering improvement. Embrace the accreditation experience as an opportunity to reflect on how you can improve the experience and then let the accreditor know that you have ascertained that there are ways in which you need to improve and developed realistic plans for making those improvements to provide an even better quality experience for your students. Perfect. Well, Pat, I want to thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Um, this has been terrific, like AJ. You thank you. You guys are doing some great work, and we're really excited to uh, share some of your message with our audience. So thank you. Thanks again. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this bonus episode on assessment in psychology. I want to thank Pat O'Brien, along with Eric Landrum, Janelle Cavazos, and Catherine Wicks for joining us and having the conversation, and also for everyone who's joined us for both episodes. Thank you very much, and we look forward to talking with you guys next time. This has been Thanks, a McGraw-Hill production. Thank you for listening.